Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We are the only Bible people will ever read. Now, not all people, but some people. You see, most people in my generation, most people at least had one of these. And it was in their home. And they opened it once in a while. That's not true in the next generation after me. And it's even less true today. People don't know what this is. What does the Lord expect of us as Christ followers? Today, Pastor Mark will answer this question in regards to the believer's responsibility with other people. The life of the Christian is not supposed to end when we place our faith in Jesus. In fact, that moment is only the beginning. There's a world full of lost and lonely people, and God expects the church with a heart of love to share the good news. For many, we as Christ followers are the only exposure to the Bible they will ever have. How well are you representing God's Word in Jesus to those around you today? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing message entitled, Talk the Talk, Walk the Walk. In John chapter 14, look at verse 6, it says this, And Jesus answered and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Here's the second key. No one comes to the Father except through me. If I say I love God, God says I have to love others. And that means believers and unbelievers. So love in action helps others find the way to God. I use the word clueless quite often. And that's not a negative term. It just means people are clueless. People are clueless about God and Jesus and the difference between religion and relationship. Let me give you an example. If I left here today and took my car and I'm headed on home... And all of a sudden it dies. And I get out of the car and I put the hood up. When I look inside there, what am I? I'm absolutely clueless. How many of you, if you look inside, you're as clueless as I am? That's exactly right. Doesn't mean I'm stupid. I'm just clueless about a car. So when we talk about Christianity, when I say people are clueless or they're confused, it doesn't mean they're stupid. Oh, they're very smart. But it's just like looking up a car hood and go, hello. We have some guys from our body that are craftsmen, and they're doing some stuff in our kitchen, and I watch them. And I walk in and see what they do, and I'm like, clueless. So don't be offended when I use that term. Understand where I'm coming from. Now, 
We just learned today that if I want to get to God, I have to first get to Jesus. And so Jesus is the way. And we talked about these barriers, well, in a physical way, but there's a spiritual barrier. So we have to be careful in our lives that we can directly or indirectly block the lost from finding their way to God. Turn to Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23, verse 1, Jesus is speaking to the crowds and to the disciples. Notice verse 2. The teachers of the law, Jesus says, and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must obey them and do everything they tell you. In other words, the teaching is okay. But notice what Jesus says. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. It almost sounds like Washington, D.C. You see, Jesus says, Well, they're teaching the things from Moses, the law. They get that pretty well right. But but you can't follow them as an example because what they say to you, they don't practice. Skip on down to verse 13, same chapter. Now he addresses these religious leaders. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You Shut the kingdom of heaven in man's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those who enter who are trying to. Listen to it in the message. It's very clear. Jesus speaking. I've had it with you. You're hopeless. You religion scholars. You're Pharisees. You're frauds. In fact, you are, your lives are roadblocks to God's kingdom. You refuse to enter And you won't let anyone else in either. The religious leaders were supposed to lead people to God. Well, before Jesus came, they weren't leading them to God. Well, now to get to God, they have to lead them to Jesus. Here's number six of our barriers. I'd encourage you to write it down today. I can be a barrier if I'm a hypocrite. In other words... A make-believe Christ follower. Someone who says this, but they're not living their life. I can actually keep people from coming to God because of that. Now, the word hypocrite, we don't use that a lot, but it comes from the old Greek theater, where individuals would be on stage and they would wear different masks all the way through the production. And you never know, knew who the real person was because they just changed masks. They became different people in the plays. Well, what Jesus is saying is, to these spiritual leaders, that's exactly what you are. He's saying the people are looking for someone to show them how to do life, and you're a hypocrite. You're supposed to be leading them to God, but you're actually a barrier. Do you know today that people are watching your life? If you say you're a Christ follower, they're seriously watching your life. The Apostle Paul knew exactly what that meant. He wrote in 2 Corinthians, which you see this. Clearly, Paul said, you, here in Melbourne, and in Vieira, and watching by the internet, those of you that are Christians, you're the Bible. 
that people are reading. Notice, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen or with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tables of stone, tablets, but on our hearts. If you miss everything I say today, understand this truth. We are the only Bible people will ever read. Now, not all people, but some people. You see, most people in my generation, most people at least had one of these. And it was in their home. And they opened it once in a while. That's not true in the next generation after me. And it's even less true today. People don't know what this is. You understand that. See, they're clueless. They're confused. They don't know the plan of salvation. They don't know the Bible. They don't know God. And so we have to understand that they're watching our lives. Where we go, what we do, and what we say. Not just in this room, guys. Not just in the little school up in Vieira. But when we leave this place, people are looking for us to be real. Now, let's be honest. Everybody here in this room and up in Vieira, we have a little bit of hypocrisy and a little bit of legalism in our life. Some of us are a little negative from time to time, and we're all a little bit judgmental. Would you agree with that? Yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. Go ahead. Just, just, just be honest. Be honest. You didn't have to tell them if they know you, did you? We all have a little bit. You've heard me say, Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. But he's never said that to me, and he's definitely never said that to you. We're a work in progress. But we want to be real. They know we're not perfect. There are no such things. But they know if we're real, if our motives are right. Thanks for being a positive influence. Well, look at verse 4, chapter 23, Matthew. Well, they tie up heavy loads... And put them on men's shoulders. But they themselves, the religious leaders, they're they're not willing to lift a finger to move them. Here's barrier number seven. And to me, this is the biggest barrier of all ten. Number seven. Religion is a huge barrier that blocks people from a relationship with Jesus. People are surprised when they say to me, I say, do you go to church? And they say, no, I'm not religious. I say, I'm not religious either. In fact, I hate religion. They're shocked. You're a pastor? Because see, just like this, Jesus knew these religious leaders loved to pile heavy loads of regulations and rules and rituals on the people. Obviously, the people couldn't keep these. They were unbearable. They were impossible to carry out. So when the people failed and the Pharisees and the teachers knew it, instead of encouraging them, okay, okay, we're, we're just, just come on, let's work. No, no, they condemned them, made them feel more guilty. And so these people ended up, when they thought of religion, here's what they thought of. Weary, frustrated, guilty. Why go there? If every time you came to church to worship, you felt worse when you left and when you came, why would you come back? 
And sometimes we do this. I remember being raised that I had a wonderful church, but in that generation, when you went to churches, my early generation, everything that you do, when you went to become a member of a church, you signed this little card to become a member of a church. And everything basically on the card, after if you accepted Jesus Christ, everything was don't. Don't, 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 don't. Praise God, I'm into religion. And then we wonder why people went, forget it. No, when you become religious, it's just like these people. They're frustrated. They're guilty. They know they're not good enough. You heard her say, I, I, I don't know what to do, but I need something. You see, these religious leaders, listen, they knew about God, but they didn't know God. Keep your finger right there in Matthew 23. Turn back to Matthew chapter 11. Vieira, Matthew chapter 11. You see, these religious leaders made God seem impossible to please, his commands impossible to obey, and of course, goal to get to heaven, impossible. Matthew 11, verse 28. Notice the first three words. Come to me. Not come to Calvary Chapel, not come to the Catholic Church, not come to a pastor, not come to an elder, don't come to a religious system. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I, Jesus, will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's hugely different than religion. You see, notice the object of faith, come to me, is not a church, not a pastor, not a priest, not a religion. It's a person. It's Jesus. That's the huge difference between The burden of religion and the blessing of a personal relationship with God. Now, the biggest barrier to knowing God is religion. What is religion? Let me just give you two of them today to show you that the world, well, they just really don't understand. Here's what the two of them were. Number one. I believe in God. I'm a good person. I treat others the way I would like to be treated. That's why I will go to heaven. That's pretty standard. That's definitely standard. What does that mean? Understand this. Religion is man's attempt to be good enough to get to God. I'll do good things. I'll do this. I'm a good moral person. I can get to God. Here's the second one. I will go to heaven, quote, Because I believe in God, and I lead a good life, and I am good. So that's the purest kind of thing that happens. Man trying to do enough good things to get into heaven. Hopefully God grades on the curve. I'm better than you. I get in, you don't. Now, understand, when this individual here, look at This individual says this. I am good. Now, I would never say that to a person that said that to me. But the Bible says, 
There's no one good. See, they're, listen, a term I'm going to use that you might have heard before. They're, they're clueless. They absolutely think they're going to heaven because they're, they're good enough. But see, man reaching up to God, he can't get God. You can never, on your best day, you could never reach God. So that's religion. What are we saying? It's relationship. Relationship is God reaching down to man through the person of Jesus Christ. See, God wants to reach down to you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You can never reach him. Religion says, keep trying, keep trying. Here's another rule. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Give, 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 do, do, do. Don't, 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 don't. Now you're good enough. Not a chance. Jesus knew we couldn't. We're all sinners. See, religion is become a member. That's not what it means at all. And we don't understand that people who want to know God don't know how to get there. Because we've blocked it with all kinds of religious things. You see, guys, most people that you know and that I know do not know about God. They just simply don't know. We assume they do. And we're so wrong. I want you to see these two verses, Leviticus 26, John 14. Look at the difference between religion and relationship. Leviticus 26, this is God in the Old Testament, before Jesus came on the scene. Notice what God says. I will, I will walk among you, and I'll be your God. Notice, and you will be my people. That's not religion. That's a relationship. Then we come to the New Testament. Jesus says this. If anyone loves me, not a church, not a religion, not a pastor, he will obey my teaching. And my Father, God, will love him. And we, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, will come to him and make our home with him. That's not religion. That's a relationship. If I'm a Christ follower, God lives in my heart right now. And he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. When I have an open door, he gives me the word just like he gives you. When I don't respond to an open door, the Holy Spirit convicts me. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. We want to be like Christ. You see, God wants everyone to come to know him. And they don't know the difference between religion and relationship. If you understand today, religion just blocks people to God. I hate religion. It confuses people like crazy. I go to church. I go to church twice a year. I go to church every week. I do this. I do that. It doesn't matter. It's not about church, guys. I mean, this is where we learn to do life right. But it's not church. So many people come to church, but they have no personal relationship. They they just, I can't tell you how many emails and and people have talked to me personally over the last 15 years since we started the church. And they came to me. I gone to church 20 years, 15 years, 30 years, 40 years. And I never knew until I walked into this building that it was supposed to be a relationship with God. And they're so mad because they went 40 years, 30 years, 20 years in religion and no relationship. Guys, the world is clueless. You this morning, make sure you have that vibrant personal relationship with him. That's the only thing that really matters. Now, if you will, go back to Matthew chapter 23, where you kept your finger. 
verse 5. Let me give you three more barriers. Jesus says about the religious leaders, everything they do is done for men to see. They make their phylacteries wide. Remember the phylacteries, a little Jewish box. I'll see a bunch of them when I get over here in in, uh, Jerusalem this week. You see these little boxes up here that they put on in the morning and they go to the wall and, and uh, this is the, the Shema, our Lord is one. What he says is they, they made these flat trees this big. So people could say, wow. You say, what does that have to do with us? Well, here's what happens. Some Christians get that big family Bible. <laughs> they got two hernias and they carry it around and people go, wow, you're really spiritual, aren't you? If you look, there's dust on the cover. They've never been inside. And that's what Jesus says. They just want to look good. Look what he goes on. He says in the tassels on their garments alone, they love the place of honor at banquets. And they love the most important seats in the singing. They love to be greeted in the marketplace and have men call them rabbi. But you are not to call them rabbi, for you only have one master and you are all brothers. We're all equal. And do not call anyone on the earth father. It doesn't mean you can't call your father father. It's talking spiritually. For you have one father and he's in heaven. Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, and that's Christ. Here's barrier number eight. Prideful Christ followers can be a huge barrier. How? Because they're more interested in what man says than what God thinks. G. Campbell Morgan, a great Bible scholar, says this. It's called an audience of one. He says probably the vast majority of people are more influenced by what men will say than by what God Almighty thinks. You see, Jesus knew that these religious leaders were filled with pride. They were supposed to direct people to God, but they directed people to them. Let me say this kindly. Be careful when you watch Christian TV and begin to support ministries. If the person is a superstar on the screen and they let you know that they're the one that matters, turn off your television. What we try to do, and of course... We all have a little bit of pride in us. There's nobody in this room you could say, well, I I don't want anybody to ever notice me. No, you're a liar. All of us have a little bit of that. We want people to notice what they wear today and how they look and whatever. Say, yes, you're right. You're right. It's not like, "Ah." you know, you hear these people say, I don't care what they say. Well, I know already better. They do. But we have to be careful with that. We can't become prideful. It doesn't happen without God knowing. Now notice what pride is. You see it right here. Pride magnifies self and it minimizes God. It minimizes God. We are the only Bible some people will ever read. Today, we learn from Pastor Mark that it's not uncommon for people to be clueless about who God is and what He did for mankind. As Christ followers, we must understand that we have a responsibility to help others find the way to God. People are always watching the way we live our life. Are you living in a way that's helping or hindering the lost from finding the way to God? You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. There can be many roadblocks on one's path to knowing God. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners of some barriers that Christians can often be responsible for. Pride, selfishness, and hypocrisy are just a few things that turn people away from the church. We must pray and ask God to cleanse our hearts of any of these barriers so that we might effectively minister to and reach the lost. We've run out of time for today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting